This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. If you don't like uh, bad language, adult themes, um, then this podcast probably isn't for you. Nothing too blue, but if, if it's not for you, then stop listening. I once saw Mutcher oh. on a bicycle outside Collingdale Station. But it is the first ever podcast circumcision. We're losing our foreskin. Yes. It's been seven hours and 15 days. So the last time we all got together was in the presence of royalty. I have forgotten the God's love. <laughs> the struggle is real. Siobhan. Siobhan. Yeah, I think I'm more like Siobhan. <laughs> and uh, I'm sorry it's not more sort of glitzy, really. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to that Peter Crouch podcast with me, Peter Crouch. Chris Stark is with me as usual, and Tom Fordyce is here on a very special occasion to mark his farewell on the pod. Do you know what, boys? I knew I would be emotional, and then we've walked into this, um, frankly, disgusting pub, <laughs> and <laughs> we've not been here together for a ludicrously long period of time because of COVID. And uh, I'm getting a bit of a lump in my throat already. Really? Yeah, I knew I would, but, you know, it's, it's starting to hit me now. Because when was the last time we were here together? It was pre-Kensington Palace. So the last time we all got together was in the presence of royalty. I'll tell you what it feels a bit like. You know when you go on a stag do, right? And then you see each other at the wedding. And you can't really do the same things the stag because the stag do was loads of fun and weddings are never as fun as, you know, never. that. But you've had some funny experiences and stuff like that. And you see them and you sort of can have an opportunity to reminisce and sort of little wink at each other, you know, keep 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 the volume down a little bit about what's happened, that kind of thing. Feels a little bit like that. Yeah, yeah not at all for me. No. No. You're no. delighted. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, just... Um... I don't get the stag you don't, you don't get the stag do <laughs> analogy. No, no. Oh, that's fair enough. If I see you again, I don't, I don't want to like hide what we did together. No. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go about these stories and and not be able to say them openly in front of people um, because I'm proud of them. We oh, I see proud... what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Not, there's not there's not been any sort of weird shit that'll get you in trouble with your partners, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah a little yeah. bit of that. But... Yeah. Been a bit of that. I mean, we got I got in trouble regularly with Ab. <laughs> I mean, I've been listening to ones that was on Zoom. She walked in the room and openly said, well, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, I tell, I tell you, another thing I notice is, Tom, you're looking so lean, man. Cycling must Chris. be on. Yeah, I don't know if this is um, cycling or just um, old age. People get thinner as they get older, don't they? Yes. I mean, um, well, you know, I'm going to be struggling, I think. One of the things, Chris, that I've learned about Crouchy since he retired from the beautiful game is that, well, most footballers struggle because they put weight on. Crouchy, you have had the opposite problem. Yeah, I have. It's been really weird, Chris, honestly. Like, everyone I know when they retire from football balloons a bit. <laughs> no one has to, has to work hard. Bizarrely, I've, I've gone the other way. Like, I've, I'm doing less and not putting on, like, probably losing weight, if anything. So I've had to get back in, back in the, in the saddle, sort of do, do kind of exercise. Thing. Yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got like, exercise to keep weight on, bizarrely. And how, does I, that, how does that work? Is well, that because muscle's heavier, so you're having to exercise to get more muscle? Yeah, I, I believe so. And also, like, when I exercise, like play football, I get um, more hungry, you know? So, like, that was my fighting weight training, eating that. And they're probably, obviously, I've eaten slightly less and trained a little bit less. And it's, yeah, I'm not... It's a weird problem to have. It's probably 10% of the population. But it's been, a, it's been a, like a, quite a hard to sort of keep it on, believe it or not. Bizarre. The struggle is real. Well, you know, like people laugh at it, but like that is <laughs> Sorry, actually... Mate, just like, just, 
<laughs> you know, it's so it's like, actually my thing. I know, yeah, but like, like honestly, that is that is a thing, bizarrely. But I don't know. Recommend a bike, Tom. I would always recommend a bike. Yeah, actually, I thought as you, you might. Know. Chris, yeah. you're looking well as well. Always fresh faced. Thank you. What's been happening in the world of Stark since we last saw oh, Oh my gosh! Like, I don't know where we start with all of this. I mean, it's been so long since we. And we've all had so many messages from people, stop dicking around, get the podcast going, all all of that kind of thing. And I, I guess we should all just explain what's happened and kind of where we're up to with everything. And, and Tom, what you what you kind of want to say about it, I guess, as well. People probably know this from social media, but um, obviously you boys are on a, a new adventure and, and I can't follow you for family reasons. I've got uh, two young boys to look after. And... That is absolutely the right thing for me to do. But you know, sometimes you get decisions where either way, you're going to be a little bit sad. And I'm really looking forward to seeing where you boys get to on this series, what you get up to. Some of the stuff that's going to be happening in this, this series, is you never know which way it's going to take you. That's what we always say. I think say. that's Very it. True. How, how does this feel for you, Tom? Because like, you know, we start every series, we don't really have a plan and then it always ends up being a fucking <laughs> stormer. Yeah. Like we always end up just on some weird paths and stuff like that. Do you know what? I've been trying to think of analogies, Chris, right? Crouchy, Don't you do always... a stag do one. The stag do one is not going to work for Crouchy. Crouchy... That was bollocks, that. <laughs> Crouchy, you told me and Chris a long time ago that you've got this weird thing in football where you could spend a lot of time with someone at a club, a teammate, and then you get transferred and you might not see them again. It's really weird. You have a very intense time. So I think for me, the analogy I'm going to use, Chris, is that this is a transfer for me, but unlike what happens in football, where I wouldn't see you again for 15 years till we have a club reunion, we're going to keep in touch, and I'm going to watch you boys, and obviously I'll be listening to every show, really enjoy seeing what you do. It seemed fitting that we kick things off in this new home with, with a proper farewell episode for you, Tom. Four dice. Four skin to many. And I know, <laughs> I know you know this by now. And I know uh, so many people listening to this have been sort of like excited for this moment. But it is the first ever that we know of anyway, podcast circumcision. We're losing our foreskin. Yes. And it seemed right to see you off in that way. When you first heard about this idea, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's the first time I've opened a Google Doc, which is called That Circumcision Episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> Initially, as a man who's not circumcised, and before I'd had it explained to me, I worried there might be a live circumcision planned as a farewell, which would have been slightly different different vibe. If that is happening, just flag it up to me a couple of minutes in advance. But, Crouchy, I understand that um, you have previous in this helmet area. Yeah, I have lost my foreskin before. Deliberately or accidentally? Uh, It was deliberately. It was medically um, suggested to me that 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 should be the case. this is very, very different. It, there was no medical implications. Um, you know, we were just losing foreskin. Um, but <laughs> Great analogy. <laughs> but that particular time, it was, yeah, it was explained to me that I was, um, it was probably best that, I, that I, I, I shared. And this, I mean, most people when they are circumcised, it happens at the age of, I don't know, six months or, or a year where you were similar, yeah. you were one or two years old, were you? I would say I was a late bloomer, Tom. I was about 14. You were 14. Um, yeah, yeah. I know lots of people are out there. <laughs> what? Doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in uncharted territory here. I prefer talking about the, uh, the football, really, but... Um, no, but it's Tom's circumcision episode. Like, that's... So why, is- why are we making it about me? That's a very good question, actually. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 because it's your, it's still your name above the doors on this, Crouchy. I think before we kick off the new series, really, it just seemed fitting to you, Tom, 
that we do this circumcision episode and we've got a few things planned. We've got a few things that we need to talk about. There's some stuff in this podcast that perhaps we, um, we haven't shared from previous experiences of doing the podcast that could be new to you. Um, but welcome along. Yes, it is that circumcision episode. Tom, I know you've, um, been working your way through some of the best bits that we've we've shared together and would you like to share what you've come up with yeah i think this is the equivalent um pete of when you flick through um some favorite photos from a holiday and there's some photos you remember chris and there's other photos that you look at and you piss yourself laughing (laughs) and the first moment that came to mind was in this exact room and the conversation began about pete your use of foreign languages ah very well well it's a difficult one when your say waiter or waitress doesn't speak any english mm. so you do find yourself sort of talking english in a different way <laughs> to sort of get your point across give us an example so um let's we're in spain obviously you know my gripes about paella mm. i've got a few gripes about that obviously not having it for one person things like that mm. but yeah if she didn't understand me i'd say like um uno paella <laughs> <laughs> Extraordinary, isn't it? I just thought there was going to be more Spanish. Other <laughs> than the word for one and the word for paella, which is the same. Uno. Just said uno. <laughs> right, let's put Crouch in a situation, right, where he's got to use the language, okay? So you're in Sardinia, which you've been to. Yeah. Um, the waiter doesn't understand that you'd like a cold lager. What do you say to him? Un bier. Grazie. <laughs> I'm going to give you one more. You're in Germany and I don't know why you're playing golf in Germany. Okay. Golf and, in Germany. And you need to buy a golf club because you haven't bought your golf glove. You're in the pro shop. Okay. That glove. <laughs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst (laughs) oh oh, it's so good isn't it you forget this shit as well don't you forget oh my god like we had so much fun with that language thing it's done me that I honestly think I laughed more when we were doing that than anything else in the last 10 years. Like, listen to that again. I've still got tears in my eyes. But there was other times we talked about language. That was your thing. You loved his language. Yeah. So, Tom, have you got any requests? Is there one that you'd like for the road or anything like that? Yeah, Yeah, we're we're in a pro shop. A pro shop. We're in a pro shop again. Why are you always in the pro shop? You keep forgetting your glove. What country are we in? We're in Sweden. I have forgotten my golf glove. Please may I have one. Tack. Tack some UK. Tack. Nice. That was some actual Swedish. Not great at Swedish, have I? <laughs> I th- did it tick the boxes for you? I think fundamentally you would have walked out of that pro shop with a golf glove. Yeah. And that's all we need to know. Do you know what's different to this than any other podcast, right? Whilst we're filming this, there's fucking flies oh, no, buzzing around. I keep seeing that. You don't get it's this. all over you. Diary of a CEO, you do you? Don't get that. Don't get that. Um... <laughs> Mad, I, I think there's more them. I think there's several flies. <laughs> there's a, few, there's a source for these flies, and that's what worries me. Where are these flies the coming t- from? Well, we are next to the to <laughs> toilet. <Yeah. laughs> we're one, one of the biggest podcasts in the UK, right? And we're still back in here. The flies buzzing around. The cameras have filmed this, and now, like, 
ultra HD and like everything's meant to look good on social and everything, but now they can see the fucking flies. <laughs> I haven't popped into the toilet since uh, we returned to the pub. Uh, I don't know if either of you two have. Have they done much with the toilets? <laughs> I can't say they have. Any redecoration in there? Or I feel like if anything, the, the ceilings have got lower in there. They've got lower. Like, well, I don't know. I just, or I've got taller or we, mm. I just forgot how actually small they were. The hand dryer works now, which oh, that's is a good. massive so plus. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Is the stench still there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in many ways, it's still the same. But just on a point of order here, Tom, when you say you're you're leaving the podcast, do you want it to be a leaving? I'm just thinking, like, do you want us to kill you off? Or is it like a um, withdrawing? Perhaps mm. that works. Foreskin's withdrawing himself. That does from... work very nicely. I was going to say it was a bit like Robbie Williams decides he's going to leave, take that, and comes back. But that was mean that I was comparing myself to a man with <laughs> immense talent, which I can't do. So it's, in fact, nothing like Robbie Williams leaving, take that. Well, you um, could you could be like the uh, the the ginger one from Sugar Babes, Siobhan. Siobhan. Yeah, I think I'm more like Siobhan, <laughs> which makes one of you much. Yeah. Have I told you my Heidi, story with, with Siobhan? No. So my first year at uni, I was nicknamed Sugar Babe. Right. So what happened was I um, did an interview for a bar, and I really needed the job. It was like my halls bar. I just really, really wanted the job. Went to the job interview and they asked me for something interesting about myself. Now it happened that I'd seen Siobhan in a pub in Northwood um, <laughs> like a couple of weekends before what? and had gone up and said hello. And in a really bold lie, I went into the job interview and when they said, tell me something interesting in yourself, I said, I pulled a sugar babe. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So you really did lie. But I'd, I'd lied. I obviously didn't. And... Um, <laughs> But, but it got me the job. And that was then the my sealed first name, my nickname on the back of my bar shirt was Sugar Babe for a whole year. So oh, that's big, isn't it? I we should apologise. Do we need to make this an official apology? Siobhan, if you are listening, yeah. um, Chris would like to say... Sugar Babes were awesome. That original lineup were quality. Yeah, it was good, good. I've got a Sugar Babe story. I once saw Mutcher oh. on a bicycle outside <laughs> Collingdale Station. <laughs> Did you? And uh, I'm sorry it's not more sort of... Glitzy, really. But, <laughs> I mean, it's what that, I was was it, that was it. It's not an amazing story, but it is at least rooted in truth. And like, Chris is like, lied. Yeah, that's that true. He pulled one you, had a, you actually were more intimately close to the yeah. sugar babe than I, I was. Actually had more of a sniff. <laughs> yeah, as I walked past her. <laughs> I, 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 there's nothing more exciting than that. No, really. but inter- interesting. She was sugar babe on a bike because. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Tom, you're into your cycling in a big way. You wouldn't expect to see much here as an advocate of the bike. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, all, it wasn't all lycra and, and helmets. Do you know what I mean? It, was, uh, it wasn't Tom's level of no, cycling. No, it, it was more BMX and trackies. Yeah. How was it? Okay. Yeah, it was more, it's, it's I'm going to hang. I don't even know if she, you know, rode the bicycle in, in any way, really. It was more of an accessory. Since we, all, um, since we all met up last, there's obviously been change to the highway code in regards to cycling. I'm sure it pisses you off, but you pisses must be rejoicing. Yeah, yeah, I'd just like, like to see I, you two battle it out. No, no, I, just, I, like, <clears throat> I, I do have an issue with the double now on the road yeah. rather than the single. Do you feel it is safer for the cyclist? I think the first point I'd make is that I didn't expect to get drawn into a discussion about yeah. the highway code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> just my, something that's been part of it. But I'm glad you've got it off your chest. Yeah. I just um, need to raise this with you before you... The second do... point I think I'd make is that the two abreast thing um, precedes the current edition of the Highway Code. But calling it two abreast is such a cyclist thing to do as well, isn't it? Abreast is, is the kind of thing that no one else would say but a cyclist mm. would. I mean, I still harbour hope, Crouchy, that at some point, because you began some sort of 
Odyssey in cycling, didn't you? Over lockdown, you you found yourself on a bike occasionally. Yeah, I didn't. I did enjoy it. Like I did. It's nice to go out and venture into hills, and I do get it. I just don't. I don't get the um the lycra and cleats and 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 double double bagging or double breasting. The double, yeah. My, my problem with it is when you try and drive around two cyclists that are together, you've got to play out really wide, haven't you, to I, to get round? I think that's the whole thing. So like, if there's one. You might gamble when someone's coming. You might just go, ah, oh, it's only a cyclist. And, and <laughs> just go. It's, it's just only go my mate Tom. <laughs> it's only four skins. Sort, sort of cut him up and, you know, you'll have no danger on your side. Yeah. The double breasting stops you from doing that. Now it's time for one of Tom's finest moments whilst recording the pod. Uh, this bit is actually unheard audio from our podcast with Prince William. Uh, we couldn't believe what Tom had done minutes after entering Kensington Palace. Do you remember this, Tom? I do, yeah. It's like, I can't really believe that it is going to happen, but it's going to happen. Um, and we've got a few minutes to sort of just chill um, before he he comes in. So, um, thoughts? Well, it was nice. We were in the holding room beforehand, weren't we? And uh, it was a nice bit of cake served. I wasn't even hungry, but I just felt that I was in Kensington Palace. I had to... Sort of have a bit of cake. You've pissed me off already, Tom, actually. <laughs> yeah, what have I done? So um, there's one toilet here. Yeah. Right, I'm going to talk quietly. Um, and I went downstairs and you were clearly using it yeah. for number two. So you've spent ages doing that. Yeah. And I've just gone down to use it after you and it's blocked. So, hold on. And someone's just come in after me. So they're now thinking that I've blocked the loo at Kensington Palace. And I know it was you. Hold on. Chris, are you saying that Tom's burst into Kensington Palace and had a dump? First thing he's done, he's coming in and had a shit, so he's clearly thought about it. <laughs> you know why? Clearly thought about it. This is this feels pre- Did you really do that? No, yeah. I, it, I, it's be felt, honest. It felt a bit pre-match to me, Crouchy. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit of adrenaline oh. because of what this is our Wembley. The audacity. That's, what that I'm is saying all, is that's an audacious do you know what I was going to call it I was saying I was sitting on the throne which is something you can say about your own toilet but not really in a palace where there probably is an actual throne I can't believe you even contemplated that (laughs) I was really pissed off if I'm honest because like no I was crouchy because the thing is like (laughs) no because it's a perception thing Tom Tom goes down to have a shit right but Tom does it because his view on everything that day was like if I'm in Kensington Palace, I'm going to have a whiskey. Correct. If I'm in Kensington Palace, I'm going to uh, say this to Prince yeah. William. If I'm going to be in Kensington Palace once, I'm going to have a shit in their toilet. Yeah. But the problem is the repercussions of that are that you when the member of staff comes in after me, it looks like I've blocked the toilet. It's like fair play, have a dump, but don't block the thing. Like, yeah. like, is it true that you did it because it was on your checklist of things you needed to do <laughs> in Kensington Palace that day? It was such a giddy day for all of us, wasn't it? I mean, we met in a, not this pub, but a pub in Kensington. And we described it at the time as being a bit like a version of the podcast wedding. In the way, the best weddings always start in the pub. And there's always a little bit of nerves. And you have a couple of beers, early doors, and then feel a bit too drunk. So there was a giddiness about the whole day. And I think that just overtook me once we entered the hallowed turf of Kensington Palace. I mean, Chris, you know, you've, you've already apologised to Siobhan from the sugar babes fuel line perhaps this is the point where <laughs> thank I, god you got that off your test <laughs> thank you <laughs> I feel the weights lifted <laughs> and perhaps this is the point where I reach out to Kensington Palace and say look the, the day that your <laughs> one of your downstairs shitters was blocked um, in early 2020 all this time that you've 
you've blamed Chris Stark. In fact, it was me, Tom Fordyce. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Chris Stark was blameless. He may have blocked toilets elsewhere, Chris, I don't know. But on that specific occasion at Kensington Palace, that downstairs mm. trap was entirely and always will be my responsibility. Yeah, and do, do you know what? Also, like, I don't know, we were, in, we were at Prince William's private quarters there. Like, it could actually be realistic that it was Prince William that got the blame for that. Yeah. So, so Catherine might have come home. She wasn't in at the time. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. may have come home and gone, Wills, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's done it again. He's done it again. <laughs> I've told you, the, the next time would be the last time that that is it. It could have been a royal breakup. Yeah. You know, they could potentially have been Will. That's on you. My God, you've done it again. That's I on told you. you, and that was that would have been on you. Well, that was on you, but I was getting the blame. And here's the thing, like Prince William obviously, you know, loves the podcast and has listened to it on the previous feed. We're on a new home now. I can't be sure that he has subscribed to this to, to because hear of the this. instant, yeah. So yeah. we don't know that and and this is the thing. I would like everyone to tweet Kensington Palace if if possible <laughs> and just encourage them to subscribe to the new feed here you're listening to because i do think it should be heard that it was not me that blocked the toilet that day it was it was tom i don't think i'm out of line in saying that all three of us received christmas cards from the palace that year that was a mad experience wasn't it but lovely you know lovely that they did that did they you was... send one back did you I mean, where... it's awkward because did stop you? it no way send one back <laughs> do, you know what, do you know what Merv said to me because <laughs> it was because because the picture was your you classic... You sent one of your family. No. Bollocks. Is that one of our oh, bollocks? We've got to send them on back now. <laughs> Actually, that's really rude if you think about it. We didn't, we didn't send us. anything back, Not a single we? one of us. Yeah. Did like, you? No, I just, you, you just assume that they wouldn't get it. But we know the address. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but for so do millions of other people. <laughs> so True. They, they probably get quite a few, I'd say. What sort of I image would we send? Do you have any regrets from that day apart from blocking the loo? Like, although I... Kind of feel you're wearing that as a badge of honour, if I'm honest. Like, <laughs> Do you know what, Chris? Because at that point, and this is almost a semi-serious uh, topic of discussion, at that point we had no idea, because we recorded that in March 2020. It's March the 12th, it's my birthday. Of course. And we had no idea what was to follow. And we were quite giddy when we left the palace and a little bit half cut. And we piled back into <laughs> the same bit. pub. <laughs> Mate, we, like, the thing is, everyone heard about out like half an, hour, like 40 minutes of minutes. I'm not joking, the truth is, like, we all got just got on it for the day. It was, it was, it was an amazing experience when he hung around for a bit. It yeah. was, you know, but we ended up staying there a bit longer than I think we expected to that day. Well, they, they, they sort of left us to it, didn't they? After yeah. a while, we had Prince William for ages and that was, that was great. And then, you know, he got off and we just sort of kicked on as if it was a <laughs> boozer. <laughs> See if it's the back room of a country <laughs> boozer. sort of threw us out. It, it was like, you know, last drinks, lads. <laughs> but we said about regrets, like you, you're right. We then went into COVID, didn't we? Like, so we were like, in the pub when the, all the music in the pub got turned down yeah. and they stuck the TV on and we had an address from the prime minister. And none of us knew at that point that it would be two and a bit years until we got back together in a pub. We yeah. did all our series remotely from our yeah. spare rooms and our garages and all the rest of it. It was like almost a time of innocence looking back, wasn't it? Okay, Tom, it is your circumcision party. So I want to give you another chance to... A, a, a favourite moment from the podcast series gone by that we can relive okay. as this first episode on the new feed. Yeah, this is hard, Chris, because there have been so many happy moments. But I think... For sheer madness, for how... You know you said at the start how this pod takes you to places you can't imagine when you start a series. 
But I can't think of any better example than the way we finished the second series, which was Crouchfest. Oh, oh. Special. Hey, listen, we've got a big surprise for you. You up for this? Crouchy, who we got? This is massive. I mean, you, you genuinely cannot believe what's about to happen, but you don't know who's coming on. I do. It's Liam fucking Gallagher. <laughs> Seriously, have you ever seen anything like this? Hey, yo. Right, Liam. Yeah, I thought I was coming for the cheeky little parky like gig and that, but 3,000 people. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate. I'd have put on my best gear and that, but yeah, it's good to see you anyway. Do you know what I loved most about that day? Was that we had absolutely no idea how ridiculous it would be. Like, we didn't know how many people would turn up. And then we all I had think that... that's a major thing, by the way. Like, I think we underplay that. Like, afterwards, we were like, yeah, it was massive. It was brilliant. On that day, like, we started getting social media stuff from that people that were at down. train stations that, like, dressed as referees and yeah. people that were turning up. And suddenly, like, us three started talking, going like, shit, there's people What's turning up to this. Like... <laughs> I was... I've never been so nervous than, than before... Yeah. Um, the rehearsals. I remember, remember right? you. Remember me. I was quite worried about you. God, like, what are we doing? Like, we haven't really even got a plan. <laughs> Crouch, I remember exactly that point you're referring to, Chris. You'll remember this as well, where we're sitting on the sofa and we had what was a rough script in front of us. And Crouch, you pretty much just lobbed it away. You just went, I, I don't want to look at that. Yeah. And then if you fast forwarded like an hour to when we walked on stage and we suddenly realized everyone was battered. Yeah. And then the bit where we were, we were downing pints. The bit where Liam Gallagher comes on, the bit where Catherine Jenkins walks out, which of course me and Crouchy didn't know about Chris. Yeah, that was a wonderful see, surprise so that you'd lined of that up. Surprise for, for you boys, because I wanted there to be something in that show, which was, you know, for you two, I wanted it to be something where it got your reaction. And hopefully Catherine Jenkins singing the Champions League was a good moment for you both. Well, you know what? We didn't just get Catherine Jenkins singing the national anthem. We had the, 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 the guy. guy made it. Tony. 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 But like, he wrote the Champions League anthem. So he wrote it. He discussed what he was thinking when he wrote the song. And then Catherine J- Jenkins, obviously, the, <laughs> a classically trained singer, sang it. My abiding memory of that was just everyone in silence listening to a classical singer. Yeah. Like all these people that were so rowdy at this event, obviously having a good time, like just went silent for that moment. Even with football fans, you know, you, it's like they probably respect more that than national anthems. You know, like yeah. that Champions League anthem is so iconic that it's just no one speaks, you know, other than people that don't like wafer and boo it. <laughs> but <laughs> all but, those thousands uh, of people in the <laughs> stadiums you boo But, you know, as a player, obviously, like that song is being played and it is so special. You know, you've reached the pinnacle of football when you, when you hear it. So when it was being sung properly, live you know i think all those people sort of put themselves in the position of being a player standing there going shit this is what it's like i think what we need to get back to is this episode is about tom's farewell i kind of feel moving forward we need to always have uh, a kind of point of reference you know what i mean just a little thing that's always a nod to tom so nice. tom what do you think of this it's a little <sighs> white bait there a this toy is, white bait. This is lovely. So it's it's a fish. It's about the length of my hand, which makes me think it's not a white bait because the white bait is very small. That's what yeah, I thought. That's yeah. what I thought. This, this, well. this, I'm not sure that's a white bait. No? Is it a trout? 
Potentially, but can we can we pretend it's a white bait? That <laughs> reminds us of you. <laughs> Let's pretend it's a white bait. We've just zoomed in very, very close. Nice. Um, and perhaps we can call it Foreskin the Fish. Oh, I like yeah. that. So Foreskin the Fish might sit on the table um, whenever and wherever this podcast is done. Boys, I've got a little farewell gift to you as well. Um, I've recently got an email from someone at BrewDog wanting to get in touch with the podcast about something exciting. Um, I'll keep their name anonymous for now in case the boss is listening and isn't expecting this, but I am going to read their email. Hi, Tom. Sad to see you're leaving the pod, but I'm hoping you can get this offer of help to Crouchy and Chris. I work for BrewDog, and I reckon we can turn the lockdown dream of a proper laout into reality. Stop it. There'll be some things to work out, and I will have to get the team on board. But if the boys are interested in working with us, here are my contact details. I'd love to see the laout rolled out nationwide in pubs and shops. Fingers crossed. It's a big moment. Because the Lau, as as far as I remember, was a, a slightly drunken discussion between the three of us about <laughs> a new drink. And I can't quite remember the context. But one of us suggested lager, one of us suggested a stout. One so lager and stout, um, and Bourne was the Lau. Yeah, but it, it's logistically a difficult drink to order. So what's mad is like we get so many messages on social from people enjoying a Lau. It's tricky. And also, it's not necessarily the nicest drink, but it's a podcast drink. It's a badge of honour. Yeah, and if you're drinking it, you know. It's like, yeah. it's like one of those where people are saying, piss off Carl, Mike Dean stores chickens. If you don't understand the pod, then you wouldn't get that. I just think ordering a lau is logistically difficult. So if someone can create a solution to make it just one drink, then at least it's a lot easier for everyone involved. Well, boys, I'll pass on those details. I'll leave them with you. And uh, I look forward to popping into my local supermarket and seeing some bottles or cans of lau available to the whole wide world. All right, listen, we're getting towards the end of Tom's circumcision party. Um, So... What I would like to do, and we were just thinking of something just to cap this off a little bit. I've been doing a bit of work with this bloke and I messaged Crouchy and was just like, oh, should we get him along? Like, I think it could be a nice, nice thing to do. So, Tom, I want to introduce you to the UK's Eurovision entry, Sam Ryder. Ah, superb. Who is just the voice, essentially, the Biggest voice that I know. Hi, Sam. Nice to see you. You all right? (sighs) Tom, as you've always told me, if you're going to do something just like... It just needs to be done properly. Yeah, big time. And I thought if we're going to see you off in this shitty little pub, right, I just think it's better that we sing you off in proper style. Oh. And so I thought we'd bring Sam Ryder along. He's a big fan of the podcast. And Sam, this must be the first ever circumcision party you've... Watched. Well, I didn't know that, but I guess now it is. So, uh, pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Stick that on the CV. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 15 minutes ago, I was waiting for a portion of cheesy chips, and now I'm here. This is fantastic. The man's about to perform in front of 200 million people at Eurovision. I was more nervous about this. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, the, you're our entry, are you? Yes. So uh, in January, I was uh, on my first like, UK tour. So before that, I was singing in the corner of my shed over lockdown, and people started sharing the videos, and it kind of got a bit, I don't know, wild. We can't get Ryan Shawcross to sing Tom <laughs> off. We're still trying to persuade him to sing it's anything. It's weird with Ryan. He, won't, he will not sing it. He wouldn't bite, would he? He would not. He won't have it. So if he won't do it, I just thought I'll go for the best singer I know, and it's Sam Ryder. And Tom, if you're up for it, I just think we'll see this out. 
Nothing compares to you, Tom. Oh. Before we do this, mate, do you want to say anything or like this is your little space? Yeah, well, as you boys know, I've loved every second of doing this podcast. It started just as a one-off. We thought we'd try and do a podcast, one episode, see if it works. And then it became something we could never have believed. And we've done things that seem impossible even now looking back. The things we've talked about this evening. And yeah, I mean, boys, I've loved every second of it. It's changed our lives, all three of our lives. And I can't wait to see where you boys are going to take it next. You look after it. I just, I, I honestly do think after sentiment that, like, it's not over. We're still, you know, carrying on. But obviously, Tom, thanks for being a part of it. And, and, and because we're getting emotional, you know, I. Should we, should we really I'd, lean I, into I'm it? Just, I just feel like, you know, Brian wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So myself, Chris, and Sam would do it. She's so much better. It's been seven hours and 15 days since you took your love away. Ah, I go out every night and sleep all day since you took your love away. Since you've been gone, I can do whatever I want. I can see whomever I choose. I can eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant, but nothing. Nothing can take away these blues Cause nothing compares Nothing compares to you <laughs> Go on, Tom Oh, boys, that was beautiful Thank you so much <laughs> Go on, lads Ryan Shawcross, listen to that and weep oh, It was beautiful from one of us It was beautiful from one of us <laughs> I feel that was the circumcision that he dreamed of. Yeah, if anyone's dreamt of a circumcision, it would be that one. Yeah. What way to what way to, to see him on his way? Right. So we're back. New what, podcast. What have we got is, coming up, Chris? Yeah, it's exciting. Like the thing is, this is obviously a marathon. We're going to have so many amazing people on this podcast. I've got no doubt at all. We're going to get so many amazing stories and emails from you guys listening to this. I'm just excited to kind of get going. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we've we've got some incredible people lined up, haven't we? And the first one uh, lined up has pulled out. Yeah, so it's not ideal. Yeah, so it's not a great start. No, no, okay. Well, let's give everyone a little peek behind the curtain. Exactly how a podcast at this level gets organised. So, this will give you a bit of insight into how we're going about booking people for the podcast. Because obviously, you know a few people. But you asked me to to, to text Gareth Southgate's agent, who yeah. I know. So I. I believe that I did text Gareth Southgate. Because you said to me, you got a text back almost immediately. I was like, bloody hell, that was quite easy booking Gareth Southgate for the podcast. But the message back was mm. like, yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. He says, no, no, not a problem. Um, He's a good bloke. But that's because he thinks that you've been asking about Jeff Shreves coming on the podcast, which... Yeah, because I, what I love I did, Jeff to bits, I meant, right? You but, meant, I mentioned Jeff yeah. because you were talking about Jeff Shreves at the time. 
I know it sounds I was, ridiculous. I was, to- I, I was talking about Jeff Shrees. Now, the problem is the message Crouch he sent. But then I forgot I'd done that. And then I've got another. So basically, we could have had Jeff Shrees walk through the door and think <laughs> we were had Gareth Southgate on yeah. for, the, for next week's pod. So, so that's kind of where we're up to with everything, guys. Like, look, it's but I love Jeff Shrees, but yeah. we thought we had the England manager. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I guess, for the first proper episode back, and you're totally right. I love Jeff Shreves to bits. It would be an odd first booking, wouldn't it? Saying that, though, getting Jeff Shreves on would be. Imagine how many stories he's got from the touchline. I've been on touchline yeah. for so long. I know what you're saying. Feels an odd first episode, but yeah, maybe we get him on. No, it's only bit. odd because we we're expecting Gareth Southgate yeah, and Jeff exactly Shreves is walking through the door. Having Jeff Shreves as a guest would be an actually no, I, a very good guest. You're right. When you've booked Gareth Southgate, it would be an odd one. It almost then looks like, because imagine we'd announced Gareth Southgate is confirmed for the podcast. It looks like Jeff Shreves has catfished as Gareth Southgate. It's like he's pretended to be <laughs> Southgate to get on the podcast. Anyway, it's been an admin fuck up. So, um, Well, not really. It's just me being yeah. really poor. But then you've, te- you've messaged back Gareth Southgate's manager and gone like, can we, and they've come back and said, oh, it might be slightly more challenging. Potentially more challenging. It's all doable. Listen, we, we have Prince William on this podcast. It's all to play for this series. We're dead excited to get going. Um, and we're going to be back stronger before too long, properly. You've explained that really well. So, pod day is going to be Wednesday. You can start lobbing that into your phone. That's going to be exciting. It's going to pop up. Get your mates subscribing to this new feed. I know we've been sort of banging on about it a lot, but a lot of fun to come, isn't there, Crouchy? There's good word. Listen, we've got a lot, lot planned. I know I messed up with the first booking, but we're going to have we've got some amazing guests on here. We're going to have lots of fun, aren't we? And yeah. Who God knows where it's going to take us because it does take us in strange to strange places. Yeah, oh, I lined up a sweet bit of advertising as well. Have I told you about this? Fabrizio Romano is going to tweet about it. He's great, right? Because obviously he announces all the transfers, everything like that. And obviously, because we're asking people to transfer from the old feed that was there to this new feed, to this new home, got resubscribed and all that, it just makes sense to get him involved. So as soon as you see him whack that stuff out on socials, do us a massive favour, like get retweeting that. Let's spread the word. Let's make this a party. We're all part of it. We'll be back every week, Chris. For a new series of that Peter Crash podcast, Bag Stronger. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. I turned around to my wife and said, What can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, Let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.